Welcome to Multifamily Live. I'm Kaylee Arusi. And I'm Jason Arusi. Our mission is to help you unlock your full potential as a multifamily real estate investor. So you can do more deals, bigger deals, with less stress, keep more profit, and free up your time. Multifamily doesn't have to be a mystery. It's time to go live. Aloha, everyone. Welcome back to Multifamily Live. I have the amazing Tim Lyons with me. Welcome, Tim. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. So I met Timothy on Facebook and he, I saw his bio and I was like, I got to get him on here. And you're just about to hear why. So Tim is a 16 year veteran of the New York City Fire Department, FDNY. Yes, you hear it. You heard it for anybody in the back that did not hear that FDNY and currently serves as a Lieutenant in the Borough of Queens. He started Cityside Capital with the goal of not only growing his own portfolio, but also to help others realize the power that real estate investing can have on creating passive income and building wealth. Cityside Capital has 79 million of assets under management, including 561 multifamily units. In April 2021, Tim became an Amazon number one best-selling author in a book he co-authored, and I cannot wait to hear about this book. Tim attributes his early success in real estate to investing into education, investing in coaches and mentors, and surrounding himself with like-minded people. Welcome, Tim. Oh, thank you so much. What a great introduction. And uh, I just wanted to stack a few more wins on top of that. We're actually now at 105 million and 727 doors. It's just incredible, incredible stuff. So thank you so much for having us. I am super, super excited that you gave us those numbers. I just like felt this like wave of just like awesomeness come over me. Let's let's make some connections. So how did you get into real estate? You are a New York City Fire Department veteran and you serve as a lieutenant in the borough of Queens. What made you make that jump? Yeah, so I mean, look, I love being a New York City firefighter. I've been obsessed with fire trucks since I've been a little. Um, my journey with being a fireman started when my mom um, uh, got me a police scanner and I attached it to my bike and I just would follow the fire engines all over the town, uh, you know, and I just could never shake it. So um, then 9-11 happened and I was a sophomore in college and being from, you know, I, I live, I grew up just outside of New York City and, you know, I had family members who were firefighters and my uncle was a captain who was buried under Tower 2 and Luckily, he had a special radio with him that day that he was able to be uh, taken out alive and he's alive with us, you know, to this day. So um, I think at that point, I just I, I even though I was in college and I wanted to do so many things, I was pre-med for about 15 minutes in college and, you know, whatever else. But I couldn't shake being I wanted to be a firefighter. That's what I wanted to do. So um, so that's kind of how that happened. And, you know, listen, I, I got married to my college sweetheart, ended up having a family and a lot of firefighters work on the side. Uh, because we work 24 hour shifts and then we have maybe three or four days off uh, in between. So a lot of guys do like contracting, HVAC, roofing, um, you know, in, in the trades. And, you know, I know it's hard to believe being in real estate, but I'm, I grew up in, in a household that wasn't very that, hand, you know, wasn't very handy. Uh, so I'm allergic to a hammer. And um, to this day, my wife still would rather pay somebody to hang something on the wall than to have me attempt it. Um, so you know, I went ahead and I worked some odd jobs, but then I went back to nursing school because, you know, you know, through, throughout my real estate journey, I've, I've heard this like scarcity mindset, abundance mindset, and, 
you know, I grew up in a place of scarcity and I wanted that paycheck every two weeks. And so I went to nursing school instead of, you know, going towards my dream of real estate. I decided to go back to school for two years and get a job as a nurse uh, because a couple of guys that I worked with were nurses and they had the nice cars and their wives didn't work and they always had steady side work. So that's what I did for about eight years. And everything was great. I, my wife got to stay home with the kids. I have three little girls now, 10, seven and two. I'm blessed and grateful for them and to be their dad. And, you know, when they were little, they didn't say anything about, you know, dad going off to work. I would work 60, 70, sometimes 80 hours a week. And, you know, listen, it was, it was tough and I'm a hard worker and I, I didn't mind doing it because, you know, at the end of the day, I had to provide for my family and, um, and I actually liked what I did. I, I love working in the emergency room. I love being a firefighter. Uh, but then my girls got to be a little bit older and started to talk more. And, you know, they would, they would miss me. I'd come home from a 24. Maybe the next morning I'd be gone by the time they woke up. Uh, they'd call my cell phone. Daddy, where are you? You know, like you just got home last night. Now you're gone again. And, um, it started to really wear on me. It started to be, it started to wear on my wife. You know, it started to wear on everything. So I knew there had to be a change and, you know, real estate was one of those things that I always wanted to get into someday. And I now know that there's a term for that. It's called the destination fallacy or the arrival fallacy. Uh, you know, someday I'll do this and someday I'll do that. And, you know, if you don't take action behind, you know, some of those, some of those thoughts, it'll be that fallacy. And <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, here I am, two W-2 jobs, three girls, um, and a life to live. And uh, I knew it was time for real estate. So I just started on the education binge. I started with Bigger Pockets, like everybody else. I started with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. Um, all these things that I had been meaning to read and meaning to listen to, I automatically did them. And I totally shut out kind of the radio and uh, Pandora, you know, Spotify music. Um, I haven't listened to a top 40 song in about two years. So, um, you know, that's kind of the genesis of how I got into it. And then I'd be more than happy to unpack some of that. Uh, but I'll throw it back to you first. That is amazing. I was just going to sit here and just let this be the Tim Lyons show and just let you talk because that, what a, like you said, what a genesis. Like I, just to give you a little bit about my background, I actually, I'm from Hawaii. A lot of you all know that. But I moved to New York in August, on August 26. Jeez, it's all—it's still hard to say 2001. So two weeks, not not even two weeks before 9/11 happened. All my entire family in Hawaii wanted me to move back, and I told everyone, you know, this right now. The way New York came together. Mm. Um, that's the other reason why when I saw. FDNY, I was like, yes, I have to have him on here because New York came together and they just like, as a cohesive unit and just pushed forward. So all my gratitude for when your uncle listens to this, my gratitude to your uncle, my gratitude to you, to you my gratitude to your family and to your brothers and sisters that work every day for us. So that, that, that uh, mushy and uh, the, my, if you see me no, on, on YouTube you. right now. If you see me on YouTube right now, I might be crying. I'm not crying. You are. <laughs> Back to your story. Yes. Um, so just to give you the genesis of why I wanted you on here. So just that connection is amazing. And how that, that 
when that happened, you're just like, of course, of course, this is my life's journey. But then that calling can turn into almost a pit. Like now your family wants, wants to have more of your time. Your daughters have gotten older and you're working two jobs. You're, you're looking for something else and you are right at that point point you're getting educated you're at that point where everybody tells you you know get that education take that step forward but you said it yourself it's action someday so there's seven days in the week someday isn't one of them so what made you take that actual action you have the education you have you obviously have the drive you don't know how to use a hammer but that's great what made you take that action what made you get into multifamily so I think it was, you know, hearing so many other people's stories on podcasts and YouTube videos, um, people just like myself, W2 people, family people, uh, cops, firemen, teachers, nurses, you know, doctors, you know, who some of some of whom have extricated themselves out of a W2 job because of real estate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's funny, I think I heard either, you know, uh, I actually, I don't know who it was. But someone said, like, you, you can't save your way to wealth, right? Whether that's through a 401k or your savings account, you can't save your way to wealth. What really, you know, supercharges wealth is equity. Um, and how do you find equity? Well, real estate is comes to mind or, you know, owning your own business comes to mind or getting in, you know, early in an IPO, you know, but how many opportunities do people have to really start a new business while working a W-2 or getting into an IPO if uh, you don't know how to do that, right? But real estate was something I kept on hearing these stories of people, everyday folks, just like myself, they were doing fix and flips or burrs or long-term buys and hold, buy and holds. Um, they were doing multifamily syndications, mobile home parks. And, you know, I just, it was so fascinating to me that people just like myself were doing this and it was working. Um, that's really why it, I, I took the action because I just felt like everybody else is doing it and, and they're doing well at it. Um, but I'm, I'm conservative and I didn't have a ton of capital to get started. And I, I really wanted to know, you know, how am I going to do this and how, how am I going to make it work? So there's only a certain amount of time that you can educate yourself before you have to take action or else, you know, a thought without action behind it is just a thought. Um, and then once you actually jump in and you build your parachute on the way down, because let's be honest, if you had to get a PhD and feel confident every time you want to do something in life, you would never do anything. It just wouldn't happen. So that's what I did. I, I started going to the meetups. I started, this is all pre-COVID. This is uh, November of 19. I closed. So the summer of 19, this journey started by November of 19. I was closing on a three unit uh, rental property that I had bought with a friend of mine and between the two of us, we can't swing a hammer, but guess what? We painted and rehabbed the first four unit. The top two units uh, were occupied upon takeover. We put a new roof on, new siding, and we were cash flowing. We did better on our taxes that year. And, you know, I had to proof a concept. My wife had to proof a concept. And, you know, I had to make a decision. Am I going to maintain my side job uh, as an ER nurse in a level one trauma center uh, working 12 and a half hour shifts? Or am I going to dive into real estate? And I, I, I felt so strongly about the real estate that I uh, resigned from my job. Um, and my, you know, my, I came out of my scarcity mindset and I was moving into that abundance mindset and, um, and that growth mindset that I really haven't, you know, tapped into like in, in my whole life. 
Um, and it was liberating. And I just knew I now I had to make it work, right? Because now my family was out that second income. And I had to, I had to make that happen. So, you know, it's funny, because this all kind of started too uh, as we're moving into 2020. And as we know, COVID was kind of out there, right? We saw Italy out there, we saw the different countries were kind of being affected by it. And uh, I ended up joining a mentorship program March 1st of 2020. And three weeks later, my kids are home uh, at homeschool, right? It was going to be two weeks uh -huh. to flatten the curve. And as we all know, that two weeks turned into over a year. So, yeah. <clears throat> so it was a heck of a time to get started in real estate and mentorship uh, and multifamily <laughs> as, as a newbie. But um, again, I was so focused on that action and, and moving, uh, moving the ball forward. Uh, I'm pushing that boulder up the hill, whatever kind of you know, metaphor you want to use. Um, and to this day, um, if I had to do it all over again, I would absolutely follow the same path because it's just been an incredible journey. That is amazing. And the fact that you got into mentorship right at this, as this was all dropping, COVID was dropping. And I remember that, I remember that it was going to take two weeks, two weeks turned into a month, a month turned into a year, and we're still feeling the side effects. Of course, yes. this is worldwide. So how did you get over that? How did you, how did, because I've heard a lot of different stories that, you know what, during COVID, I was able to explode and during COVID, I wasn't. So what, what was it that was inside you and plus your mentorship, how did those two things combined drive your success to where it is right now? Yeah, um, great question. And it really has to do, in a short answer, it's, it's who I decided to surround myself with. Uh, that was the network of the mentorship program that I joined. It was the content that I was filling up my cup with, whether it was podcasts or audiobooks or, you know, YouTube videos or whatever, webinars. Um, because, you know, listen, during, during an event like a pandemic that I had never been a part of, right? A lot of us have never been a part of a pandemic. Um, it was scary. The stock market lost 40% in value. Um, you know, are we going to be trapped in our houses forever? And a lot of people, uh, uh, you know, shrunk during that period. And I was yeah. determined to grow. And you know, listen, like when I was listening to some macroeconomic uh, professors and, and experts, like this happens, right? Like there's economic downturns, there's black swan events, so we'll get through it. This is the United States of America, we'll be fine. We're gonna come out on the other side. So I decided to take that time to start building my business and getting educated and start making phone calls to brokers and building out my investor base. Um, and really the, the, the catalyst behind that was as a New York City firefighter, I work in a very poor neighborhood uh, that has a high immigrant population um, and they got crushed by COVID and it spread like wildfire. When it finally got here, it spread like wildfire. And at the time I had a, uh, you know, an infant in the house and, um, you know, there was a lot of unknowns. How does, how was the spread? How, you know, what, what are the side effects? And, you know, I was doing CPR on well, my company, my fire, my firehouse, we were doing CPR on people nonstop, uh, for 24 hours at a time and nobody was making it. And it was, it was dreadful. I mean, it was soul sucking, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm telling my wife this and she's, she's like, you know, are we going to, should you even be in this house? Like, should we put you down the basement or, you know, so whatever. So I ended up moving into my mother-in-law's house for seven or eight weeks. And my mother-in-law moved into my house. And I just, I took that time and I was up at five in the morning and I went to bed at midnight and the whole day, I just 
I just took action. I, I was educating myself. I was reading books. I was making phone calls, you know, and, and people were getting surprised, you know, at, at, at my voice. Like I'd call a broker and be like, Hey, I'm looking for a uh, X, Y, and Z property. And you know, uh, this cap rate and the guy's like, uh, Oh, okay. You know, I haven't gotten one of these calls. It's COVID outside, you know, or calling community bankers and just trying to establish uh, relationships. And uh, they're trying to figure out PPP loans. And I'm asking them about, you know, uh, multifamily loans, but anyway, um, no, you know, no, so, I want to actually stop you there. I don't yeah, want to, I don't want to, but anyway, what you just did, because folks, all my listeners out there, take this moment, press that back button, like at least like three times and listen to what Tim just said. That's action taking. That's what you were supposed to do during COVID. And that's what you should be doing now. If you're trying to expand your business, you have to pick up that phone. Business is on the other side of that phone. Pick up that phone and call those brokers, call those bankers right now, you know, after this podcast. But that is exactly <laughs> what Tim did. And that, that right there, that golden nugget. I mean, I'm sure you're going to give me a few more, but that is what probably took you to the next level because you weren't afraid to make those phone calls in the midst of a pandemic. But I digress, go on. Yeah. So um, I remember telling my mentor uh, on, a, on, a, on a phone call we had, you know, I started calling brokers and they started sending me deals. I'm like, this thing actually works. And he's like, yeah, no kidding. Like, this is how it works. This is what you got to do, you know? Um, so, you know, we actually ended up, uh, so now we're summer of, of 2020 and I had the opportunity of a lifetime to join my coach on, on one of his syndications. And he gave me a behind the scenes look, uh, you know, on how the whole thing works. And when I joined that mentorship program, I was really looking to buy like a, a 10 unit or a 20 unit with my brothers and my dad or some friends. Syndication wasn't something that I was focused on. Uh, but having that behind the scenes look and the education that it brought, um, and then the opportunity to raise some money for it. I mean, I didn't think I could raise any money at all. Um, I didn't even know the first thing about capital raising. Um, but being from the New York City area, I, I figured, you know, there's somebody in my ecosystem that might be interested in this. And, you know, we were able to raise, you know, uh, money for that deal. And then, you know, the law, the first deal kicked in. And before I knew it, uh, I had a second deal right away. And then a third deal. And now we're just about to uh, wrap up our sixth syndication in one year. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. Um, and when Greg and I talk, Greg's my, bro my, my brother, my business partner, um, we're saying to ourselves, like, if we can do this through a pandemic, if we can raise millions of dollars from friends and family and other investors through a black swan pandemic event, um, and it's worked, you know, what can we do? What are the, what are the possibilities after this thing bypasses us and, you know, we're only serving to, to help out our investors uh, and to move forward. I mean, it's just incredible, incredible stuff. That is amazing. Just asking yourself the question, what can we do? Because you were able to raise capital. You were able to take down these buildings. You're taking down your sixth building and you've done this all basically basically during this entire pandemic, six properties during the pandemic. That's goals, that's pushing forward, that's getting it done. So I would, I would clap for you, but that would ruin the sound for this podcast. <laughs> so what does, what does, what's the next step for you? I mean, tell me a little, actually, you know what, before, I, before we go into that question, tell me a little bit about your book and then tell me yeah. about what the future holds. So uh, again, during the pandemic, I was quarantined away from my family for like seven or eight weeks. And, 
you know, I got lonely, right? So I'm like, how do I get into another mastermind or something like that? And um, I got an email from a gentleman named Kyle Wilson. And Kyle Wilson was for the Jim Rohn fans out there. He was Jim Rohn's business partner and manager for uh, 18 years. And he's worked with people like uh, Les Brown, Dennis Waitley. Um, I'm, I'm even forgetting some of the people now. But <laughs> he's worked with a lot of people. Hi, Kyle. A like lot awesome. of people. <laughs> Kyle is the man. So he had like a, a he has a, a, a great mastermind that was kind of expensive for what I would uh, do, but he had this special, this COVID special. And I just clicked on the, I clicked on the link and I don't usually buy anything or click on any links. And I just did it. And I said, you know what, what the heck? And it ended up being like the best thing that I've done. I mean, there's so many, and I repeat, so many high-level people in that mastermind. Um, it just opened up so many doors, and I've had such high-level conversations. And you know, Kyle has these book projects that he does um, periodically, where you know, because he's he's invested in people's stories, and he thinks stories are so powerful, and they are. Mm-hmm. And when you can get your story out there in a book, I mean, I mean, what better way? So, um, again, he's like, you know, if anybody's interested, I'm writing another book. And, and I, you know, I didn't see myself as an author. I'm like, I, you know, I haven't written a paper since college. Like, how am I going to write a, you know, a chapter in a book? And, but I did it, you know, I was, I was committed. I said, you know what, I have a, I have a good, pretty good story to tell. And uh, I'm surrounded by these awesome high level people and, uh, yeah, well, you know, let's do it. So I did it and I wrote this chapter and they have a, such a program to help you, you know, tease out your story and get down to the core of it and how to, and how to tell a story and edit and the whole thing. And it was an amazing experience. And I was a part of a book with about, uh, 20 or 30 different authors, including the likes of, um, Robert Helms from the real estate radio guys and Bob Berg, um, from, you know, the author of The Go-Giver and so many others. And uh, it was just a great experience. So uh, if anybody wants to download a free copy, you can go to my website, um, just drop in your email address and you get a free PDF copy of that book. So before I ask you for that website, what does the future hold for you? Um, good question. People keep on asking me, when am I going to leave the firehouse and, and just do real estate full time? And um, I'm not ready. I'm just, I, I've done it for 16 years. And, you know, of course, I can get a pension and, and, and all that stuff after 20 years. So I mean, I just I love that job. And I love being in the fire truck. I love the firehouse. I, work, I love the guys and the girls that I work with. I mean, it's just a great job. And um, plus, I'm out of the house two nights a week, and I don't know if my wife can handle me for for seven nights uh, just quite yet. So, um, big shout out to my wife Christina; she's awesome. Uh, but anyway, so um, I'm enjoying what I'm doing, and I'm enjoying Cityside Capital, and we've grown exponentially, and um, I'm just so grateful for where we are. But you know, to be honest, the future holds um, a lot of great things. We have aligned ourselves. Uh, ourselves with some great sponsors, some top-notch sponsors in the country. Um, we have gotten ourselves, you know, educated and licensed to raise capital, um, and we're a capital solution for our sponsors. So we're providing great deals and opportunities for our investors, and we're providing, you know, the needed capital to our sponsors. Uh, so it's just like a win-win situation. So I'm really excited for for the future. Fantastic! And if anybody wants to get a hold of you, how can they? Yeah, you can head over to our website. It's uh, citysidecap.com, uh, C-I-T-Y-S-I-D-E-C-A-P.com. My email address is just tim at citysidecap.com. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn and 
uh, Instagram, although I'm still trying to figure out Instagram. Uh, I'm not the best at that one yet. And then um, we're actually going to be starting our own podcast pretty soon. So watch out for that. I can't wait for your podcast to come out. Please let us know. We'll push it out. So Tim, before I let you go, what are some words of wisdom that you can leave my audience with? You know what? Um, it's, it's, it's changing the narrative in your head, right? Everybody, we think we all want the same thing, right? If you're a parent or if you're not a parent, everybody wants the same thing. We want to do good for ourselves, our families. Um, and there's ways to do that. And you can just change the narrative to, you know, I think I want to do it to I am going to do it. And it's just taking that action. It's getting educated. It's having that vision come to life. And if I can do it, uh, most certainly, uh, so can you. I love it. Thank you so very much, Tim, for joining us today. This is Determined to Grow with Tim Lyons. You are amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. And to all of my listeners out there, super grateful to you for listening today. If you love what you heard, please rate, review, subscribe, press all those buttons, and I will talk to you later. Aloha.